Hi everyone and welcome to episode 10 of Infinity Pods. Now, I've um, I've actually already done one this week um, and actually I thought about doing a double. Uh, so I actually want to talk to you guys um, about the importance of horror in cinema. Mainly just because I, I noticed um, with lockdown lifting and everything and you know, people are finally returning to the cinema, which I'm excited for. I'm sure a lot of people are also excited for. There has been a slew of um, horror films released or announced, um, release dates announced to go to. And most of my bookings at the moment are filled up with horror films. Um, tied in with that and the fact that I'm recording this after work and I'm waiting for um, Resident Evil 8 to download um, on my PS5, finally getting around to playing that. Um, I just I just got thinking um, about how important horror is um, to cinema. I think it's one of the most important genres we have um, to go see. And I think it's the most effective. And I think it's also the one that mirrors real life and culture the most. Um, the way I'm coming at this is mainly a, from, a, a, from a standpoint of, yeah, I mean, nowadays we will have a look at superhero films and how, how, how popular culture has mirrored that and how big superhero films are now i mean 10 say 10 years ago yeah you had the likes of i mean we were we were coming up to the first avengers film 10 years ago i mean how how time has flown there but we had we had the likes of like iron man the dark knight um you know very one hit i would say one hit wonders really at the time this is at the time remember this is at the time before the mcu established itself before companies like marvel dc really know what to do with the movies um, you had the odd amazing trilogy, again, like mentioned, the Dark Knight trilogy there from Chris Nolan. But that had a that did have a profound effect, and we, we are still feeling that today. But I still feel horror is fundamentally one of the most important genres, and here are my reasons why. So in this episode, this might be a bit longer, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm definitely classing this as a one-shot. This is going to be a one-shot on horror. I was actually going to save this for um, for Halloween, um, but I <laughs> I had too many ideas spinning around my head, and I thought, no, let's just get it down. Um, so let's um, let's let's start from the beginning. Really, I, I, my own personal experiences of horror. I mean, the the horror horror genre itself. There, there's so many nowadays. There's so many different tangents and and spin offs and. Um, subgenres you can go into. You got you can got got the equivalent of torture porn in some of them. You've got you've got horror thrillers. Um, you've got you've got basic slasher films, um, which are, I think are seeing a little bit of resurgence um, in the next um, in the past few years, especially in the years to come. You've got the you've got the the extension of horror and um, horror films. Sorry, with um, supernatural films. Um, you know, itching that um, jump scare. That um, I mean, I'll talk a little about that later when we come onto the conjuring films and how jump scares are used incorrectly and how to use a jump jump scare correctly. Um, but starting right at the beginning from my own experiences, I um my parents, my, I mean my parents didn't know half the stuff I was watching um because I was a sneaky little bastard. Um, but I mean I I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street on VHS. Um. I think they had. I didn't see Friday the Thirteenth for a good few years after that. I had to buy that myself on DVD. Um, but I really enjoyed the slasher films. I actually now saying that actually, I remember my mum buying me Jason Goes to Hell, um, 
because with my parents, we, we, we actually got sat down and said, look, you know, um, as long as we find, you know, it's, you know, it's not real. It's not going to affect it as, you know, as long as you're happy with it, you know, and you can, you, you can feel, you know, you're mature enough to watch it. You can watch it. I think that's, that. I think that's where my love of film stemmed from. Um, after Jaws, especially after seeing Jaws with my dad, um, when I was about five or six, I think, and um, obviously didn't know what it was at, at that point, but in the next few years, going up to when I was about 10 or 11, you know, knowing what horror films were and actually seeing stuff like Nightmare on Elm Street at that age. Again, when I'm really not supposed to be watching stuff like that at that age, I absolutely loved it. I, I totally, I totally understood how, well, one, it wasn't obviously real. I, I could, you know, but as well, I was fascinated how, how these guys put these films together. And I think that's what's missing a lot from nowadays, and and that's why certain horror films nowadays jump out at you because it's all pra back in those days. It had to be practical, more or less. You know, you look at the original Nightmare on Elm Street; they did everything practically, and they had to think on their feet, and they had to you know really think about how they're how they're gonna create certain scenes, certain you know certain things for the actors to go through. I mean. There's a fantastic documentary, I've actually mentioned this before on my podcast, called Never Sleep Again. It's a four-hour-long documentary on all the Nightmare on Elm Street films, and it goes through each one methodically, and it, it goes into, you know, how the actors were, what Rob... I didn't even know Robert England wasn't the original, you know, wasn't the original actor to play Freddy Krueger. Um, it was another dude. Um, but obviously, you know, history has shown that, you know, this guy, well, I mean, Robert England, he's one of my favourites. Um, he's one of my favourite people to play a role like that. Um, talk about typecasting. I mean, that 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 role will follow him to his grave. Um, you know, it will, it will always be known as Freddy Krueger, no matter what else he does. But like I said, some of the practical effects, um, like stuff where the stuff in the in the climax of Nightmare on Elm Street where Nancy's trying to run up the stairs in the dream sequence, and it's the stairs actually actually starting getting swallowed up by the stairs, and the practical effects guy um, actually made biscuit, and he found out if you stir it up really quickly and add water, it becomes this really sticky, gloopy, otherworldly substance, and that's how they use the stairs, and that's the sort of thing I'm talking about here, that's the sort of thing why, your big ones stand out, so obviously you had Halloween um, first, I mean, I, you could have gone all the way back to Psycho, really. Psycho was actually the first slasher film, um, but I do like talking about Psycho a lot, it's, it's, it's one of those films like Citizen Kane, where I think it really is... Um, I mean, you can't talk about film without talking about Citizen Kane, but at the same time, I personally find it overrated. It's another podcast for another time, really, to be honest. But starting with Psycho, with Robert Block's book, I mean, Hitchcock didn't even know he'd um, it, it was um, he'd written anything about it. And um, Block, so I mean, it was a for a time, you know, it's, you still feel it, the ripples of Psycho um, in in today's today's films. Um, but through that, you had John Carpenter. Really kick the ball off. Um, I believe it was 1978. I'm, I mean, don't check me on that, but I'm sure it was 1978 um, when you had um, Halloween come out. I mean, a, a seminal classic. Um, the, there is actually, I believe, I was watching this the other day, actually. I, I believe there's, I don't think there's any gore in it. I'll have to double check, but I'm sure I was watching it the day. I was like, hold on a minute. There's no gore in this, and that's it was so clever. I think that's why it's. I think that's why it scared me, as well. It's the fact it's the absence of certain things. So 
going through Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, you know, the three heavy hitters, you know, then the slew of 80s slasher films, you know, th th films like Pieces, Happy Birthday to me, or um, I think there was one, I think they did an April Fool's Day one. There were some really, really strange, um, strange films in there, but it got so diluted. Um, they actually weren't making this. Is, this is why this is why we've got films like Nightmare on Elm Street Five, The Dream Child, and and Friday the Thirteenth Part Part Two Hundred Eleven. You know, it's why we've got such a saturated amount of sequels because they were churning them out so much. And by the end of the late nineties, it kind of all fell fell apart. Now, while all this all this was happening, obviously about twenty years before, and you had a film come out called The Exorcist. Now, The Exorcist. I believe there's a sole reason why that film stands to the test of time and why people are still scared of it. And, it, and it's it's the absence of the monster. You The monster, in I mean, really is. It's the little girl, but it's not the little girl, but it's, it's the atmosphere that that creates. When you step inside that house with the characters or with Father Marion Ross, you know something's going to happen. And it's it, the way it's done. It's it, it is a masterful film. It really is, and it also produced my favorite horror film of all time, which is actually a sequel, which is The Exorcist Three. Now, I'm not going to talk much about The Exorcist Three because I actually want to do its own one shot. The Exorcist Three demands an hour long podcast. Believe me, it is such an underrated horror film. If you have not seen it, I mean, most people have seen The Exorcist. Go and watch it. But the, you don't really have to see The Exorcist 3 to get to know exactly what's happen, happening. But The Exorcist 3, really, I, can't, I cannot recommend it enough. The Exorcist 3 is unbelievable. But moving on from that. So, we've had The Exorcist come out back in the 70s. We've had all the slasher films starting in the late 70s, moving through the 80s. And by the 90s, market saturated. We then start getting picked up on little thriller films. So we've got films like Sounds of the Lambs coming out and Seven. You know, films that pe some people don't class as horror films. And, I mean, the fact that Silence of the Lambs won the Academy Award, I believe it was 92 uh, when it won the Academy Award. I mean, that film still stands up today. And people say, oh, yeah, it's not a horror film. Though. It's, it's more of a crime for a, like, the, the, there's, a can there's a dude in it that eats people, you know, and there's a scene where he literally cuts a guy's face off to get out of prison. And then he kills somebody. If that's not a horror film, I don't know what is. You know, I, I don't know what, why people think, you know, that it's not a horror film. I mean, it clearly has the has the bullet points of a horror, horror film. Just because it hasn't got X, Y, and Z in, a, in, a, in the genre doesn't mean it's not that genre. And it's why it stands out. Um, but like I said, you've got films like Sound Slam 7 and 7. Seven's overrated, by the way. <laughs> it is. It's overrated. And by the way, it's the 7, seven hands a lot to the Exist 3. In terms of style and, and substance. Anyway, I've got to stop going on about the Exorcist 3. It's too good. Um, but yeah, moving on to the the mid-90s, late-90s. Um, like I said, films like Seven are out. And then very early 2000s, it's a little bit of a resurgence. And I believe this is what what's kicked off... Um, well, what kicked off the noughties, really, in terms of horror films. And that's, um, that, that's the torture porn genre. Now, it's not some sick little porno that i'm talking about it is that, that these are films like say hostel or the late saw films films that really exploit the gore you know you you went you went to the, see these films to see somebody talking 
it, they really aren't my cup of tea. They're, they're really, most of them are there for the sake of being there. They all kicked off with the original saw. Now, the original store, store, that'd be interesting, saw, <laughs> um, was actually um, written, directed by one and a half of James Wan, who went on to do Insidious and The Conjuring. Now, Saw had a, had a fantastic twist in it, and it really borrowed those elements from Seven and Silence of the Lambs when you'd, it, it was that crime thriller, but then you had these two guys locked up in a, in a bathroom. You didn't really know what's going on, going on, and then obviously you had the big reveal at the end that, you know, something in that room isn't exactly, you know, isn't exactly dead. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I mean, if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen it, go and watch it. it just, it's just a treat for the ending. Um, but that really bounced off everything for the sequels. Um, I mean, the sequels, I didn't mind two and three. Um, four wasn't bad, but from four, I kind of I kind of lost interest. I, did, I don't really want to know what's happening nowadays with it. I, know, I think I saw Jigsaw, and then I saw, I've seen that they're doing a Spiral movie but that's been getting really bad reviews i mean i'm i'm normally one I, I like to keep my own reviews to myself and i like to watch stuff myself and you know and and make my own judgment but yeah it, the fact that chris rock's playing an actual serious part i can't really take seriously and his dad samuel jackson i think yeah no I'd, I'd just bury it you know um you don't need it anymore so has been and gone you know it's, it's going the way of friday the 13th um but yeah, those were the noughties, really. And obviously you had films like The Others and um, what was it, uh, The Sixth Sense, which those two lived the other nice bit of groundwork. So you've got you got Psycho right at the bottom, then you've got The Exorcist, then you've got the slasher films, and then you've got Silence of the Lambs and Seven, and now you've got Saw, and then you've got The Others. So you've really... Horror has started to build a really good structure for itself, and it's a really good platform to leap and bounce to, to go off and go off into films that have turned out to be absolutely incredible. It's, it's the type of films we're getting today. So I've probably missed quite a few films in all this um, that I want to mention. You know, things like, you know, how good The Fog is um, or how good some of the other Nightmare on Elm Streets are. And obviously, I mean, one of my favourite slasher films Freddy vs. Jason, which came out in 2003. Um, also, I mentioned, uh, I mean, I haven't mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, what a seminal um, point that is uh, for Slasher. Um, again, the remake of that, I think, is getting a good, um, I think that's getting a bit of a, re a resurgence as well. People are starting to notice. I mean, the later ones, the later remakes or spin-offs or whatever the hell the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is now, um, I don't think anybody knows. Um, but yeah, you've got, the original remake of that in 2003 was a great... It's a great year. Great year for um, horror in 2003. But again, I mentioned The Shining. I mean, that's a lot of people's favourite horror movie. And it's a lot of people people's scariest horror movie. And I just... I I mean, I don't get me wrong. I've got it. It's, it's okay. But again, I really can't see it myself. But horror, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Horror is subjective. It's like comedy. You know, what makes me laugh may, might not necessarily make you guys laugh. And vice versa, what makes me scared, you know, you guys won't find scary. I mean, we've got, I love the story of Stephen King's It. The, the book's amazing, apart from the the bit we all, I mean, if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, could have done without that. Thanks, Stephen. Um, the films, man, I mean, Tim Curry in the 1990 miniseries, that scared the hell out of me when I was little. And then Bill Skarsgård, I mean, 
talk about being snubbed for, you know, either, well, I think best actor, seriously. Like, Bill Skarsgård is terrifying as Pennywise. Absolutely terrifying. And he gets the character down to a T. It's, it's one of those characters where I've read the book and that's how I imagined Pennywise. Exactly how I, how I imagined him. Well, not exactly, obviously, but, you know, very close to how I see him in real life. And they got it down to a T and he got it down to... It was such... I mean, I don't care what everybody says about Chapter 2. Um, oh, it's not as good as Chapter 1. I mean, it is a complete story cat. Stuff like that. It's when people say, oh, yeah, but the two towers is rubbish, but, you know, the, the Return of the King is good. It's like, you, for me, you can't look at it like that because it's one complete story. It's not, you know, it's an epic. You know, you see films like, for instance, the Jurassic Parks. That isn't a complete story. That's you're jumping from time to time and different, you know, different things are going on every time. It's, you know, and you can segregate each one. But stuff like Return of the King and, you know, The Lord of the Rings. It's same with the Harry Potters as well. Everything, there is not, I I don't have a favourite Harry Potter. They are all my, the story is my favourite. It's, I mean, let's get a bit closer to Christmas before I start talking about Harry Potter. Um, but anyway, going off subject, I mean, I don't know how I've managed to mix in Harry Potter with horror. But yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. So we're at the late 2010s now, and we're we're hitting, we're starting to get into the more supernatural elements here. We're starting to get into the conjurings, the, the insidious films. You know, we're at the point where YouTube is taking off, and you're starting to see these really scary shots. You know, come on, there are some absolutely terrifying short films on YouTube. If you if you've got a moment to to have a look from, I I should have found the name of one actually before I came came and did my podcast for this one because. There's one where I think it's a stop motion, um, like claymation thing. Actually, I think it's done all done with paper. But there's a there's a shot they get, and there's this little little kid just sat in a bed, and there's this long corridor. And at the end of the hot corridor, there's just this white face. It's terrifying. It's stuff like that really creeps me out. And we've got a whole slew of it now. It's it's everywhere, and it's stuff like I mean, The Conjuring. I I will say The Conjuring gets the jump scare right now a jump scare i don't want to school anybody out at the moment but a jump scare should not be the turning up of a volume if that makes sense i should not come to you and start talking normally and go oh yeah friday the 13th is the greatest horror film of all time that's not a jump scare companies and film film producers seem to think that's what scares people and I think that's because of the Paranormal Activity films. But what they missed were the Paranormal Activity films. And why? You know, as they went on, they got, got worse and worse and worse and worse. And then you've got films like got films like Lights Out, I think. That, that again, that's a, that originated from a short film on YouTube. But if you see the film, the first 10 minutes is basically the short film. But the rest of the film, it's jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. It's the same with some of the remakes. Like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake... Now, I've got nothing again against Jackie L. Haley. Absolutely, I love him. I mean, especially as Rorschach. He, he, he's just... I, I, I'd like to see him in more roles, to be honest. He's a brilliant actor. But totally miscast for Freddy Krueger. Really miscast. But I think it wasn't just him that we can blame on it. The, the amount of jump scares in that film is ridiculous. But the thing is, it's the noise. It's the big oomph of noise that comes out. That's people... That studios think seem to think that terrifies people that that isn't what scares people because it's not you don't remember it 
So if you the best thing the best best thing I can think of is try and try and reference this. So think about something in say let's say lights out where there's tons of tons of actually even better. Let's go back to Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a scene right at the beginning where the the, the main character is in a down and there, there's actually a bit where Freddy slashes at him and he wakes up. It's the noise that scares you. It's not the it's not the fact that Freddy's there to cut you or cut him or whatever. It's the noise. Compare that scene to a scene in The Exorcist, a film 30, 40 years earlier, where you've just got this droning music in the background, where you've got Father Damien in a dream, and, he's, and he, he can see his mum, and he's saying, I think he's saying, help me, or something along those lines. And there's this sudden, I think it's only one or two frames of this white face, and it's the demon Pazuzu. It's only, I think it's the only second or two or three times, actually, you actually see him, see or see it um in the film which is that was actually played by a woman by the way I'd, I'd, i mean that's i mean that's brilliant um but anyway um but this this face appears and you kind of took back by it and i remember that sticking that still sticks with me today the fact that i had no noise or anything but just it was just a white face popping up screen was more impactful than a guy with razor gloves who'd been bent to a crisp, jumping out and cutting my hand off. And that says a lot about the film, which is why I want to move on to the the big, all the big films we've had over the past, um, past five or six years. So the remake of Halloween, okay, well, not really, re well, the Rob Zombie one was a remake, but, sorry, not a remake. Um, well, it was, I think it's a sequel really, isn't it? Um, Halloween, um, which the second one, the second, I don't know if they're doing the second and third one this year. The second one's definitely out this year, but it's a follow on. It's a con direct continuation from the 1978 version. Gore aplenty. Absolutely. It's a gore fest. It, but the way it's done is fantastic because you've got all the beats of the original Halloween. Now, compared that to something like Hereditary. Now, Hereditary is actually one of my... I'll I'll do top top ten or top five <laughs> favorite horror films. A bit closer to Halloween, but Hereditary and Midsummer. Those two films are damn right creepy. Now I feel sorry for my fiance. My my fiance, um, when we first got together, I actually didn't know she didn't like horror films, and she came over to my parents' house. And it's where I got on my horror. My mum is an absolute nut for horror films. She absolutely loves them. Um, probably where I get it from. But the um, we actually put on Hereditary, and my mum said, "Oh yeah, there's not a lot of scares in it," and she actually forgot about set because I was like, mm, "You really want to put that on? Do you know for th there's certain things in that film that happen, and you're like, my god, you know." Again, disclaimer: if you haven't seen Hereditary, what are you doing with yourself? Go see Hereditary, um, go buy it. It's like three quid in kecks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, apart from the performance, I mean, the performance from Tony Collette in that film again, Oscar snub. You know, it's because it was a horror film, you know, but anyway, anyway, um, but Hereditary, the, the, I've always had a big thing about, I don't like, um, I don't like limbs being removed, especially the head in films. It creeps me out. I don't like the idea of my head being removed. It really terrifies me. I mean, don't, I was scared for years upon years from Tim Burton, Sleepy Hollow. That film scared the absolute shit out of me absolutely terrifying it was only for it was actually only about a few years ago i was actually able to watch it again and actually enjoy it for what it was 
But when Hereditary and the demon comes out, it's like, oh, you, it's got to collect three heads and everything. And then the way it's done, it's like, that was terrifying. And then you've got the, you've just got these shots of the, you know, these establishing shots of outside the house. And you can see people raving, but you don't understand what they're doing. And you do, there's no reference to it whatsoever. But there is a constant presence and malice to the atmosphere in Hereditary. And that's what's scary. That's what I find scary. It's, to me, it's clever filmmaking. You're not just sitting there watching a film. If you, I mean, I, I'm lucky enough to have a nice big TV, nice big expensive surround sound. And putting films like that on and having all the atmosphere in, in, in the living room and experience it and hearing every, you know, every little breath really adds to the experience and those those are the sort of films i really want people to i want to encourage people to watch because you've got films like a red in midsummer they are i mean midsummer is long but it is an experience you've got to watch it is it's it, it another little film that i don't i don't see talked about enough is it follows now it's got nothing to do with pennywise it's got nothing to do with stephen king it was his own little thing I mean, the soundtrack's fantastic. It's got it's it's got eighties synth vibes of the eighties. It really is a, a fish out water eighties film. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, again, go watch it. I mean, I think I picked it up for like fifty p on Blu Ray from Kex. I mean, just what just an absolute bargain for films like that. You know, those hidden those hidden gems of horror films, and that they're the ones that stick with me the most. Speaking of hidden gems, I don't know if. I mean, I'd love to know if 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 you're on Twitter, let me know. Um, Instagram, don't bother, <laughs> but use my Twitter. You know, message me, tweet me, whatever. But let me know if you've seen a film called Darkness Falls. If anybody has seen a a film called Darkness Falls, I believe it was made in two thousand and four, two thousand and five. It's it was definitely the noughties, and it's basically about a creepy tooth fairy. Now, as much as that sounds ridiculous. It is one of those hidden gems that I've seen so many times. It is an absolute banger of a horror film. And I'd like to you know, I, I need to actually get I haven't seen it for years. I, I'm actually that's made me want to watch it actually. <laughs> um but yeah, go see I mean Darkness Falls, there's another one for you. Um, I know I can I'm kinda of jumping everywhere at the moment, but this is what I mean with horror. This is why I want to go back to my original point of it is the genre to go to. It's you know there were there were calls for when Friday the Thirteenth was out and it was used as a political stance, saying, "Oh, this was you know this Friday the Thirteenth was you know part of the um, you know the culture in America after the war in Vietnam and you know Jason's releasing that anger out out onto the youth of the world and I mean some things yeah you can say you 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 know, you're thinking about it a bit too much but. It's where we escape to, you know. We've got all these superhero films like, oh, we could say, oh yeah, I wish I could fly, I wish I could do this, but horror is like the it's the dark side of reality, really. It's it's it it really captures what we all really feel like and what we want to happen. I mean, you've got to really think about that. You would have got to think why why would we enjoy going to the cinema to see some, get someone get the head ripped off by a random monster? You know, you've got to really think about that. Why do we do that? You know, I I think it's a real, you know, basic instinct of us as human beings to enjoy things like that secretly. You know, I mean, not many people like the horror. I mean, like I said, my fiance, she um she doesn't like gore. Um, but I've got a watching. I mean, I've got some watching some. Well, not too gory, but 
when when Zack Snyder's Justice League, I mean, she couldn't hack it when the Green Lantern got his hand lopped off by Darkseid in the in the flashback. She couldn't handle it. It's because of the blood. And some people can't. Some people just don't like it. It makes them throw up. And that's fine. You know, that's normal. But there's the other side of us. There's there's the six bastards like myself and you. Um, and there, there is actually somebody at work. Um, I'm hoping she's going to do a podcast with me at some point. She said she's absolutely. I mean, some of go go go. I'll I'll have to leave leave a link in the um thing for her. Um, but she loves her horror films. Um, but I'm really hoping I'm she, I'm hoping she's listening to this now because I wanted to I wanted to watch Darkness Falls. So Rebecca, if you listen to this, watch Darkness Falls, please. You won't be disappointed. Um. But yeah, she's she's got a really really fascinating twist and and look on on films like that. I, I, that that girl likes Alien. Let, let me tell you, I've read read a blog post on it. It's absolutely brilliant. But like I said, I'll leave a link um link in my um in my Twitter feed. But again, the, the Alien's something I I haven't spoken about. Predator, you know that those creature based horror films. I mean. I don't agree with this. Even though I, I, it's my favorite film to. To me, Jaws isn't a horror film. You know, it's it's not. It's an action adventure film, and that's what it is. Well, I'd say it's more of an adventure film, because that to me that's what you class Indiana Jones of. And I would, I, I, I know you see. I mean, yes, you see Quint get chomped up, and you see a leg at one point severed in Jaws, but I mean, you see an arm as well, but um. In Indiana Jones, you know, Raiders of the Lost Lark, Lost Lark, Lost Ark. Um, you've got people's faces melting off. You've got people's faces caving in and you've got people's heads blowing up and you've got scary ghosts going around. I mean, if that's not more of a horror film than Jaws is, I don't know what is. You know, come on. And that's that's classed as an action adventure, but nobody calls it a horror film. You know, it, it, it's mad. It's mad what people think things are. I mean, I'm not one to say you're wrong. You know, this is this, that is that. But for me, that's more of a horror film than Jaws is. So anyway, <laughs> but that this is really, I mean... It, Apologies if this seems more of a mind up than actual structure to you know start to finish, but this is this is what it's all about. This is this is what I want to get the, get the discussion going. I mean, I I love horror films. I mean, I, I you know saying that we're going back to the cinema. I mean, I've got um, a film called The Unholy booked for tomorrow night. Um, I might even do a letterbox review on that. I ain't touched letterbox in now many months. Um, I've also got The Conjuring 3 coming up. I mean, really excited about that. Can't wait for that. And there's some great ones coming out um, in the next next few months, you know, and I'm, lo I'm looking forward to, to all those as well. But, yeah, no, thank, thanks for um, sticking by me on this one, guys. Um, it really is, really was a bit all over the place. But I am, I know we're a few months off um, and people don't want to think about, you know, get, it getting dark and wintry. But I am really excited, looking forward to Halloween because I'm, I'm going to try and churn out two or three podcasts a week because I've got so many ideas because all my stuff is based on horror. I mean, if I if I wasn't talking about games and mental health, I would de genuinely change this podcast to a to a horror horror podcast because it it is just my bread and butter. It really is, and I, I need to get on it a bit more now. I, I'm going to rewatch. I think I might rewatch the fog or the thing. I mean, we haven't even mentioned the thing. The thing is brilliant. I mean, the mist as well. I mean, my god, that ending is bleak, but it's brilliant. Oh. Yeah, I'm just looking at my collection now. Yeah, yeah, we've got. A, yeah, I've got a few to watch. Right, I tell you what, guys, I'm gonna go watch a horror film. You guys keep it cool, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers, bye.